Welcome to Tailboard Talk, a fourth shift fitcast. The mission of Tailboard Talk and the fourth shift fitness is to educate and train fire service personnel to increase durability and decrease the potential for injuries and their associated costs. My name is Chris Morella, owner and founder of Fourth Shift Fitness. I'll use my experience as a personal trainer, strength coach, and 15-year veteran of the fire service to deliver tips, tricks, lessons, and information specifically geared towards the health and wellness of firefighters and paramedics. Each episode, you'll leave with immediate deliverables that will improve performance and resilience and keep you in the fight through your career and into retirement. Let's get into it. What is up, crew, and thank you for coming back to Tailboard Talk. I am very excited about this episode. As you know, because I've been talking about it way too often, we are in Devote December, and I put the feelers out there. I actually did a little call to action a few days ago, really short notice, uh, for people that had been in a tough spot and used physical fitness to get back to a better spot. We have so much science that tells us that physical fitness improves your mood, improves everything, releases all the good chemicals, suppresses the bad chemicals, does nothing but good things for you. But I wanted stories. I wanted, yeah, I'll take anecdotes. I'll take experience. I'll take feelings. That's the stuff that I think is really going to connect with people and really be important. And that's what Kelsey Whitman is going to give me today. She volunteered to tell her story and it is amazing. And I'm going to tell you why for a few reasons. First of all, she is very young in her fire EMS career, so much so that she's testing for departments right now. And this is exactly the person that Annette and I try to get in touch with before problems arise. So we always catch the problems when they're in the river. Like Annette likes to say, we want to catch them before they fall in. And Kelsey is doing just that for herself using diet, exercise, and community. I'm very excited to talk to her. A quick rundown over. She's about to be 28. Oh man, a couple of days she'll be 28. Paramedic, currently working as an ER tech. While she tests on the departments, she's been in EMS for four years. She's worked for a few private ambulances, and she was a contracted EMS supervisor for three major concert venues in the Chicagoland area for just under three years. Kelsey, can't wait to talk to you. How are you? I'm fantastic, Chris. How are you? I'm doing good. I know you're also in the Chicago suburbs, and it finally turned cold. And uh, one of the things that I like following the most, because you're, you're really active on social media, is your... You post your Olympic lifts, which are phenomenal. And then you post your pretty much daily runs. And uh, I don't run at, really at all. And so it's been really fun to watch you get tortured by the Chicago weather as it's turned from 75 degrees to 32 degrees pretty much over the course of the weekend. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was a blast running as much as I did in October because it was so beautiful out the whole time. And then, you know, I got super cold the last few days that I was trying to hit my goal for November, which was 110 it was a hundred miles for November running outside. And I ended up doing 110 miles total over a 12 day span, which was pretty insane to me because I hate running. I think that's insane for a vast majority of people. And, uh, we're going to, we're going to talk about what you're doing now in a little bit, but, uh, like I said, you have an amazing story and I want to kind of jump into it. So why don't you just start as far back as you want? You sent me an outline of your story. And to be honest with you, there's there's interesting stuff all the way back to like grade school, but we, we're not going to go all the way back there. So jump no, in. No. Yeah. <laughs> jump in as, as far back as you'd like, and let's kick this thing off and get into your story. All right. Um, well, I guess we can start. Uh, I went away to college <clears throat> like a normal 18-year-old. Didn't want to stay in my hometown, and I wanted to go to a college far away from everybody 
kind of start fresh, went to a school that I knew absolutely nobody at. And I did, you know, the normal college thing. I went into it thinking this is going to be great. I'm going to party. I'm going to have fun. I'm going to get my degree. And obviously, that's not what happened. (laughs) I ended up already being on like a bad mental health trip uh, when I went into college and the partying and being away from my family and all that kind of just made it terrible for me to be there. And I ended up only spending two years uh, away at school. Um, But I did have something traumatic happen to me my sophomore year, the first semester of my sophomore year. Um, I was in a really bad situation with uh, a male and I never really recovered from that while I was there. So I took it out on um, myself. Uh, For one, I was not very nice to myself. And for two, I took it out on the five other girls that I was living with. So I decided to remove myself and come home and try to work on me. That's a really relatable thing for a lot of people. I'm glad you removed yourself from it, but uh, unfortunately, it doesn't seem like that made everything all better. No, 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 no. Um, when I moved home, so I moved home at 19, um, I continued to just ignore my mental health. And a little backstory, when I went into college my freshman year, I weighed 165 pounds. When I got into, like legitimately into fitness, I was... 22, almost 23, and I was almost 300 pounds. Hmm. So there's a a two and a half year gap there where I gained a shit ton of weight. And not that weight really matters, but that's just for reference. So you left college, right? And I'm going to let you go as, as, as in depth or not as you want as your story, but just remember, we're eventually leading to good stuff, right? So uh, go for it. And uh, we'll be talking about good stuff in no time. Sure. Um, so when I left college and I came home, I dabbled in uh, like community college, um, doing a couple medical classes here and there, just trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. Um, in those two and a half years where I gained all of my weight, I had four very traumatic situations with four very different men in my life, um, who took advantage of me, who abused me mentally, physically, emotionally. Um, the last one was the worst one. And it was in, it was actually in 2016. So it wasn't even in that two year period. But when I finally, you know, kind of snapped myself into reality being like, what are you doing with your life? I had thought I, I was too late. You know, um, I never took care of my mental health before I started lifting, which is what I do now. But you can never think that you're so far gone that you can't help yourself. And at the time, I did think that I was too far gone. I drank a lot. I would cure my hangovers by drinking more. You know, as a freshly 21, 22 year old, that's what you do. And I just decided that's what I was going to do. And that's a really tragic part of a lot of people's lives that we see, especially in the first responder world, is the old saying, right? You, people choose a permanent solution to a temporary problem. And nothing in the moment is going to make you feel necessarily better. 
But like you're saying, if you can somehow convince yourself or have somebody convince you that this isn't this isn't the main event, this is just a a, a happening on the way to the main event, and you can get through that, you're in for much better stuff. And it seems like this point of your story is where everything started kind of trending up in a good direction. And it makes me very happy to say that involved heavy, heavy weights. So take us into <laughs> take us into the little bit of the turnaround and into what you're doing currently and really dig into that stuff. Yeah, sure. So after my last, um, we'll call it what it is, my last rape in 2016, I so I had been prepping from December of 2015 to uh, what was my meet in April of 2016. And my last one happened in March of 2016. So I had decided uh, long before I had met this previous man to start competing in uh, powerlifting, but I never took it seriously, really. So I started training like 12 weeks out from April of 2016. So that's like mid-December. And I channeled all of this anger and all of this sadness and every shitty word anybody has ever said to me into my training. I didn't hire a coach like you're supposed to, which would be my advice to anybody listening, uh, hire a coach. I didn't take my nutrition seriously. I just, everything was wrong at that time, but it was what I needed to snap back to reality to say, you can do this. And I was in the hospital uh, like the first weekend of March in 2016 from my last rape. And I competed and I won actually my very first powerlifting meet in April of 2016. So a month later I took, and I was out of commission for like a week or two um, after the hospital. So two weeks later I'm competing and it's just like a raw emotion for me to walk onto that platform. And for those who don't know, powerlifting is you squat, you bench, and you deadlift. And my numbers were not impressive. I was still this like 240-pound chunky girl going out there and doing her thing, but it felt freeing. It felt absolutely freeing to get up there and slam weights around and just say a big F you to the world. Kelsey. What? You're incredible. <laughs> You're awesome. I mean that first of all, thank you for for being honest and being open. But to hear to hear the emotion in your voice and to hear what you're experiencing and then hear how viscerally that tied to what you did on the powerlifting platform. Phenomenal, right? So let me ask you this then. How were you how were you training if you didn't have a coach? if you didn't care about nutrition and then that traumatic event happens. And then a couple of weeks later, you just grip it and rip it. What was your training? Like, were you just, were you just <laughs> chewing on steel and bending bars and hoping for the best? Um, you know, the term, like you're just free balling it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was just free balling it. I had a friend who was a power lifting coach and he was a friend at the time and he kind of put me through his workouts and I learned a bunch of strength things from him but I mean I went into this competition I didn't have any knee sleeves no knee wraps I borrowed some like really shitty bodybuilding belts for it 
you know. So I, I literally was freeballing it. I just, you know, I was so fed up with how I was feeling. And I was like, something has to change. And I wanted to make weight, like a different weight class than I was currently in. And I knew it was not going to happen. So I was on a diet, but it was more or less just like making sure I ate in general, you know. So you do your first competition. Mm-hmm. You go crazy, right? No, Tear yeah. the platform in half. Win on short notice with mm-hmm. no real equipment besides a sweet gold gym uh, leather lifting belt, I'm sure, with double buckles on it. Yeah, it definitely had double buckles. <laughs> Where, take me from that point forward, right? So you, you do this thing, you, you nail it, and now what's your life looking like moving forward? Is that the start of like, I'm going out and buying everything for the sport because I'm in? <laughs> or was it like, uh, I'm just going to enjoy this moment for a little bit and chill? Um, it was, I was just going to enjoy it for a little bit. I, so that summer I just, uh, focused more on like power building. So combining powerlifting and bodybuilding and still at that point, I wasn't like really taking the time to process everything that I had been through the four years prior, but I was power building. My nutrition was getting better. I had this like super giant fear of eating more than 1200 calories for some reason. And so at that point, I was just trying to get over that fear. You spend your whole life thinking like, carbs are bad, they're monsters. And I was trying to get over that. (laughs) So it took some time to get over that. And I definitely love carbs now. (laughs) And you should because they're awesome. (laughs) Exactly. Um, But no, so I, I just, I worked and worked and worked. And I ended up that that summer, um, which was also a really huge relief for me, was I was able to pay off like 35 grand of student loan debt. And I ended up signing up for my EMT class um, in August of that year. And I started that September. So I, uh, we can fast forward to the 2017 Illinois State powerlifting meet. Again, I had I borrowed this guy's belt. Uh, it was a lever belt this time, not a double prong. And I, again, crushed it. I won first place in my weight class. Of course. Of course. Um, I pulled probably total 50 pounds heavier off of my entire total than the last meet. So I was super ecstatic about that. Yeah. I mean, I didn't do back-to-back meets like most powerlifters do because, again, like mentally, I still wasn't taking care of everything. I was using fitness to make my body feel better, but I hadn't really like figured out how to make my mind feel better. And 2017 is one of those years where I lost someone dear to me. My grandpa died um, in 2017. And I was the one that actually moved in with my dad to take care of him because I was uh, an EMT. They thought that I could take care of him like a nurse could. (laughs) Um, which I had no problem doing because he was my favorite person. But when he died, I, I mean, I threw myself into lifting again. And at this time I hired a coach. Um, I had been working on a private ambulance for a couple months. Um, I had just started working concerts and my concert boss was fantastic. He because he knew I had a rough year, he would just let me sit and cry in his trailer while we watched 90 Day Fiance and everybody else was at the concert enjoying whatever they were doing. 
that was that was my mental health at that point was I would sit in a trailer with my boss watching 90 Day Fiance and just cry and eat pizza. <laughs> Not I wouldn't call that exactly therapy, but it sounds like right. it's on the right path. Some form of it, yeah. at least, you <laughs> yeah. know. So what when did you go into therapy? Because I because you're right, you're you're using all these tools to make yourself feel better. But like yeah. you said, you, you hadn't really addressed what it, what had happened and how you're going to process all that. So when did you actually formally go into like a therapy setting? So that happened. I wasn't able to get into therapy until December of 2017. Um, but I hit a breaking point. I had uh, in November of that year, I had switched to a different private ambulance company and it was like three days into my training with them. Cause you know, you do like three day orientation and I was on overnights and just like everything had just all piled up in one on me. And I literally broke down in the back of that ambulance cause we were riding a three man crew so I could learn what to do. And it was, I don't know, it was super late and I just broke down crying and I was like, I'm not happy. Nothing is going to make me happy. And I mean, I've clearly been through some stuff and have had depression and PTSD from it. Um, a little bit of self-harm here and there, um, which I'm not very proud to say, but it's a part of who I am. And I called my concert boss um, that next morning and I was shattered, like absolutely shattered. And I had said to him, Frank, I think I need to be committed. Like something is wrong with me. And he's like, calm down. It's going to be okay. You know, just tell me what's wrong and how I can help you. And he's like, do you think, you know, you're going to do anything? And I was like, I mean, Frank, I know what you're trying to get at. And no, I don't think I'm going to do anything, but I'm just so tired of feeling tired and sad and being the sad person in the room all the time. And he gave me my therapist's number and he said, you better call her right now. Tell her I'm, I'm sending you to see her and you're going to, you're going to see her and you're going to work your shit out. And he was very like brass with me, but I needed that. And it is the best thing that has ever happened in my entire life to be told that you need to go see this person. You need to figure your shit out. And I never had anybody say that to me before. Yeah. Shout out to Frank, huh? Yeah. Frank, uh, Frank knew when to step in it and when to, uh, when 90 day fiance and pizza wasn't cutting it, Frank had the answer. So, uh, thanks. Thanks <laughs> Frank. <much>. Yeah. <laughs> You're looking out Frank. Um, so I, I went and saw her. I was in therapy three times a week for almost a year. I ended up, well, because I ended up injuring myself on the job then in 2018, I was so much easier for me to go see her and I have to worry about work, but it was also, I was stuck at home with my thoughts and, you know, she could see that that was still bugging me, that I still had all these thoughts and she forced me to make mental notes or literally like grab my phone and put in the notes in your phone, where you were, what you were doing, why you felt uncomfortable, you know, what's the room look like that you're in, you know, what are the people like, you know, sit there, analyze what you don't like about where you are. 
And that was one of the techniques that she taught me that I still use today because I am not always 100% comfortable in places. I still don't like going to like malls or bars or any place that there's going to be a lot of people. And that's, you know, that's on me. That's my own insecurities. But she taught me how to ground myself and how to bring me back down to reality so that I could get through whatever I was doing without having a huge, like, freak out moment. So during that time, were you, were you still training though? Or were you? Yeah. And was well, it strictly powerlifting and power building still, or had you kind of started branching out to other stuff that was like more accessible, more a lower barrier to entry than going and grinding every day? Um, at that specific time, because I was injured from work, I was just doing my physical therapy. So the fact that I wasn't able to go and, you know, get my shit done until almost halfway through 2018, it was, it was rough. Um, and then learning to get back into all of it, I just dove right back in. As soon as I was cleared from um, my work injuries, I literally just went right back in and picked it up like it was nothing. And did you notice like, so since you've been working with your therapist and creating systems so you could be more comfortable and more confident and identifying some issues, did your lifts change at all? Were you more settled? Were you more focused? And then you could really just focus on lift instead of just using possibly just raw motion and just grip it and rip it. Mm. Did you notice that that helped? And then it kind of fed a confidence level and everything kind of worked together. Yeah. Um, I feel like at that time, um, I was definitely more focused on just going in and you know, doing the lifts, I wouldn't have anything else on my mind. It, there was nothing hindering me at that point. I felt like, well, this is easy. You know, of, of the last few years I've been through, this is easy. I can go in, I can have a clear mind. You know, I'm not using my anger and my sadness to get through anything anymore. That's awesome. Uh, I think that's a point that we all strive to be at, and I'm glad that you were able to get there. All right. So you're all better and you're back into training. Does that pretty much bring us up to nearly current times? Uh, yeah. Um, 2018 to 2019 was paramedic school and, uh, yeah, yeah, I know. I went to, I went to a rough school too. It was, uh, 40 hours a week plus your clinicals. So it was, it was great. Um, best thing I ever did for myself was get into that school, but, uh, I was still lifting then. Um, I would do, you know, wake up at 4.30 in the morning, go to the gym, come home, shower, throw some food in my face, get to school hella early because I have this super intense fear of being late to places. <laughs> so, you know, in my school was if you're not there 15 minutes before you're supposed to be there, you're late. So I was just doing that routine the whole 10 months of school, just going to stay active and stay busy and keep my mind going. Because paramedic school is rough, you know, it's it's not a walk in the park. And after everything I had been through, I thought paramedic school was going to be a breeze. And mentally, not so much a breeze, but, you know, I was able to come out on the other side a lot stronger and more fit for the job. So was your was your routine of getting up early and getting your lifts and all that? Did that did that help you get through school? Oh, yeah. Did you notice days when you didn't do that routine, you felt differently going to school? 
Uh, there was no days that I didn't do that routine. Ooh, okay. All right. I, uh, I, I was also working, um, at one of my contracts, uh, as like a concert medic, um, full-time during school. So, and I got to pick and choose what days I wanted to be there. So I chose mostly like weekends and week, like later weeknights to be there. So I didn't sleep very much, uh, during school, but I definitely kept the routine of wake up at four 30, you're at the gym by five, you're home by, uh, seven 30, um, get your stuff ready, get to school, have some breakfast. I made it a point during school that I always brought food because we had a microwave in our, our classroom. So I always brought my food. I did my homework during lunch while I ate. And then I was able to just focus on, um, my skills the rest of the day and then just go home, sleep or go home, get ready to go to work, do the whole thing over and over and over again. I was like a hamster on a wheel. Um, but yeah, uh, so 2019, so last year was uh, a year where I focused more on getting stronger than nutrition or anything like that. But mentally, I was I was doing good. Like last year, I was good. And I thought going into 2020, I was good. So how did how did this year then, how'd you navigate this year? You were making great strides. You, mm-hmm. you cleared major hurdles, paramedic school especially, mm-hmm. and now you pretty much just get to look forward to testing and working <laughs> and lifting, mm-hmm. and then the world exploded. Yeah. So take me through this year. Yeah. So it, like right as, as the world was exploding, um, I actually, I got really sick. I had strep and the flu, which probably wasn't the flu now that we all know about the Rona, <laughs> but I had strep and the flu at the same time, and I just was super weak for all of like January through March. Um, cause my body just really wasn't recovering very well from all of that. And then March hit and I was like, well, great. Now I'm stuck at home and I can't even, I can't even do anything. And so the first, you know, like a month or two of, uh, lockdown, I would just like go for like a mile or two walk with my dog, um, just to get out of the house, even though it was cold. And then I was like, you know what, we're going to try to incorporate some HIT stuff in. So I started doing outdoor workouts more and more as the lockdowns progressed. And then when when it got nice out, I was like, cool, you know, I'm going to start running. So when I first started running, I would run like uh, four, three, four miles a day in May. And then June hit and uh, the beginning of June, at least, the gyms were still closed. So I decided to pump up, pump up my running. I would run like five to six miles a day. Um, and then gyms were open again. And I was like, yes, this is it. This is me. Let's go. And I still wanted to keep running because running is mindless. Running was something that I could just throw my shoes on and my headphones. And I'm a big music person. So I would just throw my music on and I would just mindlessly run. And I would hit the six miles and be like, wow, that didn't even feel like six miles. I'm not even tired. So June came or July came and my friend Kim, uh, she's a firefighter. She invited me to her gyms. Um, They have a hero 4th of July workout and uh, it honors, you know, they're trying to honor uh, a fallen first responder. Well, the man that we were honoring this year, he was a 
a Palatine cop who lost his battle to cancer. So it was called the Dom event and it was a super crazy CrossFit like workout. And I went in there and I was like, listen, if I happen to die, I need someone to resuscitate me because I really (laughs) thought that I was going to die because I looked at it and I was like, this is what you want me to do 14 (laughs) rounds of what? So it was a super crazy, intense workout. And, um, that's where I first met my current gym family and the atmosphere and the people and just everything about that day. I was like, this is it. This is what 2020 needs. This is it right here. And, you know, I just started going there and I still have my other gym membership to do Olympic lifts at, but I don't really go anymore. I just do my Olympic lifts at the other gym. So I don't what, what's, the what's the gym? The gym? Where, where, where did you, where go? Did you go? It's, um, 104010. Uh, which is a really weird name. It sounds like a CrossFit gym, but I promise you it's not. It is 10 minutes of your active warm-up, 40 minutes of work, and then 10 minutes of um, mindfulness and like body uh, relaxation. Okay. So we try to incorporate using everything from our brains to our bodies. So it's super – it's weird, but it's great. And you said it was veteran-owned? Right? Yeah, yeah. So Alex Witt is the owner. He was in the Navy. He did a couple of tours. He came home and he was like, uh, I want to be a part of something, but I don't think this is it. So I want to create something. And he created this gym. Um, he's also the owner and CEO of Battle Bars, which is also a veteran owned protein bar company that makes like incredible freaking bars. Like, <laughs> I ordered two boxes for my birthday of their brand new flavor bar, which is birthday cake. And <laughs> Perfect timing. Right. It is like to die for. It is the only protein bar I want to have for the rest of my life. And I have a lot of like issues with food, like sensitivity. And his bars are the only protein bars that don't upset me or really? make me violently ill. Yeah. I'll definitely have to look into those. They sound, especially birthday cake. Right. No, dude, I'll send you some. <laughs> So when you walked into that place, you had an instant connection. Is it because it's veteran owned? Is it because a a contingent is military and there's fire there? Or what do you think it is about that place that you just kind of grabbed onto? Honestly, I think it is the people and the way that the workouts are formulated. The, The community that we have there, like a lot of gyms, especially like CrossFit or powerlifting or bodybuilding gyms, um, they're all very clicky. And you can kind of get this like stuck up vibe from people. This place, I, I shit you not when I say I've walked into this event literally only knowing my friend and everybody there was cheering me on. They were like, come on, you got this. You got this. Keep going. And to hear that when you're like on the brink of throwing up, <laughs> it just really <laughs> makes you want to not throw up in front of all these people cheering you on. And, you know, I won a free month there uh, from a raffle at that event. And during that free month, I had I knew from that event that I was going to sign up there. I was like, it's expensive, but I need it. Like These people are so welcoming, so inviting. They understand the life that you live. Um, and they want you to be the absolute best version of yourself. And I'll say from a professional standpoint, that is a... I like the I like the name now that I understand it, um, but I've never really heard of a of a facility like that 
purposely putting in 10 minutes of some sort of mindfulness or mm-hmm. meditation or conscious based training before. I think that's a really, really interesting and a fantastic model. And I, like I said, I've never heard of it before, but mm-hmm. I, I, I hope it becomes a growing trend and shout out to Alex for, for doing that because obviously you're seeing the effects of it in the community it builds uh, and also the effects that it has individually. It, it sounds like a phenomenal place and I got to be honest, it's, it's far from me. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> but I will, I actually do want to stop by uh, when the world stops burning down. Uh, yeah. It is definitely a place I could see making a trip for occasionally and, and doing a drop in and just kind of hanging out for a little bit because I've, I've started following them on, I've started following them on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, I see you and a few other people that our social media friends go there and it, it really does look like an awesome place. And so I'm glad to hear that it, it lives up to the hype and then to hear the message behind it is great. I mean, I'm all about it. So, uh, so this isn't, uh, necessarily meant to be a commercial, but I have no yeah, problem. No, sorry guys. <laughs> no, I have no problem, uh, giving credit where credit is due. And it sounds like, uh, yeah. 1040 10 is absolutely deserving it. So nice job and, uh, keep it up. Yeah. I mean, I would not be where I am right now, December 1st of 2020, had I not been at that gym wow. in July of this year. And, uh, aside from my own personal gains from it. You know, I've lost like 40, 45 pounds since, uh, August, um, because they told me, they didn't tell me, (laughs) they suggested that because I kept getting so sick with food, they suggested I do like I switched to a vegan diet, um, which I did. And, uh, literally has been the best thing for me when I say that I am not sick anymore. I used to get very violently sick, um, eating, anything that had meat in it, dairy, um, grains. So like rice, starches, you know, potatoes, I would get really, really physically sick. And, you know, nutrition is aside from like your physical fitness, nutrition is the second most important thing that you can do to improve your mental health. Um, and it sounds so cliche and so whatever you want to call it, but a happy gut is a happy brain. And, you know, I have not had, I mean, there's days where I'm sad, I'm a hormonal person, but I have not had any feelings like I used to have since I switched to this diet. Like I'm just as carefree as I can be. Like I used to be a very big worry ward, uh, anxiety ridden, you know, I still have PTSD. Some nights I don't sleep very well, but since I switched my diet, and I'm eating good whole foods for me, um, and I'm eating quite a bit of it, my brain is just happy. <laughs> so this is exactly what I wanted. I mean, this is, it's it's relatively easy to go and find studies that can confirm your bias or prove one point over another or look at fancy pamphlets or sales pitches that say try one diet or one workout or whatever over another. But the stuff you're telling me is exactly what I was looking for because it's what you're actually feeling and it's your actual experience. And at a certain point, we can find the science to back it up, but it really doesn't matter. I mean, it really doesn't matter if there's 10 papers on it or no papers on it proving your point because you feel better, you're operationally better, you're thinking better. And so it's all about what works. And so I want you to kind of kind of close this out with a few takeaways Um, and whatever you want them to be truly, but what would you say you want people to walk away from this conversation with? There is 
a saying that we have in my gym. We, there's two sayings, actually. The first is, it's all between your ears. Um, and that means is that your thoughts are exactly that. They are thoughts between your ears and they are in your head telling you that you can't do this, you can't do that. And your thoughts are the ones making you feel like this. And yes, circumstances play a huge role in everything, but the things you say to yourself and the way you talk about yourself matters. The more positive things you can say about yourself for yourself will improve your whole view on everything. And then the second uh, saying that we have is chasing demons. You can take that however you want to. However you want to chase your demons is how you chase your demons. But what works for me isn't going to necessarily work for you or the next person. You have to find what it is that allows you to feel your best and to chase those demons out of your head. Chase your demons away in the most healthy way possible, however that is for you. And that's fantastic. That's two really well thought out uh, slogans and also really well thought out and fleshed out ideas. And it's not just a catchy saying. It has a lot of meaning and a lot of actual virtue behind it. So I appreciate you sharing those two things with us. Kelsey, I gotta tell you, I, I was looking forward to this talk and you sent me over an outline of your story and things you want to talk about. And I sent a few back to you, but I really think that this is just a conversation that exceeded my expectations. And so thank you so much for being honest, being open, sharing your difficult past with us. But more than anything, thank you for being honest and open about what helped you, what helps you in the bad times, what helps you in the good times, what the community does for you, nutrition, therapy, weight training, all that stuff. And all I'm really hoping for is for somebody to hear something they can relate to, whether it's the fact that you're in the medical field testing for fire departments, whether it's the fact that you had a traumatic past with sexual assault, whether it's that you found a gym that can be a community and doesn't have to be clicky and exclusionary. There's so much stuff in this conversation to take away. Uh, I'm sure that it's going to help somebody. And so once again, thank you for, thank you for sharing your story. Well, thank you for having me. Like I, when I saw you that DM, I did not think that you were going to be like, are you free Tuesday? Heck yeah, I am. <laughs> you know, um, I am, and I have always been, I guess, a big advocate for mental health. It wasn't until I took my own mental health seriously that I was like, wow, we really need to talk about this more that I really wanted to talk about it. And I've never had a platform to where I could even say my story like this. And I just really appreciate you doing what you're doing this month. And it, it means even more to me since my birthday is this week to be able to come on and talk about mental health since I've been in that position so many times to where I didn't want to be here anymore. You know, um, 28 is not a birthday I really ever thought I would see. And to say that, you know, I'm kicking this year's ass is pretty huge for me. Um, and I look forward to seeing what you do for the rest of this month. And, you know, I'm looking forward to doing my 110 burpees every day, <laughs> even though I'm super sore already today. Well, you, you can for sure switch it up. I promise <laughs> I will not be doing the same thing every single day. Uh, and, uh, there's some days they won't even be exercises or movements because, uh, 
they just won't be. So yeah. feel free to switch it up. But thank you for joining us in the Devote December journey. And I promise as soon as the world stops imploding, I will definitely be up to 104010 and check you guys out. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. Dude, for sure. You get a free battle bar when you come in. So Ooh, you just, that's you what just I'm talking about. <laughs> Save me one of them birthday cake ones. Oh, I will. <laughs> All right, Kelsey. Thank you again. This was awesome. And I'm sure I'll talk to you soon. Sounds good, Chris. Thank you. Hey, guys. Thanks for checking out Tailboard Talk. As always, if you ever have any questions, feel free to hit me up. I'm usually on Instagram. I still don't have Facebook on my phone. And yeah, it's still pretty sweet. But on Instagram, I'm at 4th Shift Fitness, 4th fourth Shift Fitness. If you need to email me, it's 4th Shift Fit at gmail.com. Or you can go right to the website, 4th Shift Fitness.com. Guys, we're also in Devote December. If you need information on that, Instagram and Facebook are the best place to go. Check out the hashtag, hashtags Devote December or at Devote December on either platform. We're going to be updating the daily verified suicide total for fire and EMS and then using that number towards action. Please join us. Please spread the word. And hopefully we can prevent and reduce fire and EMS suicides. As always, guys, thanks for hanging out. I hope you found this episode purposeful, practical, and applicable. I'll talk to you soon and be a force shifter.